to our Fate of Midgard game, Stranded in the Southlands. I'm your Game Master Porter, and we have a full house tonight. So let's run around the room and introduce our characters. Brendan, let's start with you. Hello! Uh, my name is Brendan, and I will be uh, voicing and playing as Yolok this fine, uh, this fine evening. Yolok is our kobold thief. He is a slippery kobold treasure hunter. His trouble aspect is getting in is no problem, but getting out. He is beneath notice and currently in the void with Meshkenet and Alashra. He has complete dedication to the mistresses and carries with him, as always, his masterwork thieves tools and Maroti stiletto. Uh, finally, he is driven by the king killer dagger. I'm Tiffany. I play Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning, eccentric earthen enchantress. Mira does not kill. Uh, her other aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist, hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs. Uh, and her new aspect as of last session is uh, now she has blood on her hands. I think we're calling it blood on my hands, uh, mm -hmm. where now she believes Tomlin to be dead, and that is going to, I'm sure, fuel a lot of her motivations going forward. Uh, her two gear aspects are negative, her negative energy ward and the Staff of Summer Flame. Hello, I am Erin, and I play Eleanor Westergaard. She is a human sorceress. Her high aspect is a beguiling magical slayer. Her other aspects are venom in my veins, fantastical facades, Westergaard family business and lady on a mission, and she too still has her negative energy ward and her fancy whip. All right, so let's do a quick recap of last time. Since each of you kind of had your your special bits, how about we just kind of run through each of those real quick independently? Go ahead, Brendan. Yeah, so uh, Yolok was, as always, focused on the mission and uh, neither dillying nor dallying. Uh, <laughs> hey! <laughs> Yolok, uh, <laughs> Yolok had a meeting with a dragonkin wizard, uh, and uh, uh, Sarah, the dragonkin wizard, gave us instructions on where precisely to find the location to enter the new realm. Uh, and in order to repay Sarah, uh, Yolok is going to try and bring a powerful, intense memory vial back to uh to sarah so while yolok was slaving away on the mission um eleanor was having a drink with her new buddy burgo uh she found out that burgo was like her and she basically spilled the beans told him everything about who they were what their missions were um and he, in return, started telling her that this power that she has where she can call on these vampiric, I guess, powers, um, it will cause her to burn out, which I'm interpreting is dying a lot more prematurely than she would. Um, so that was news to her. Uh, she also gave him a fig because Eleanor... She's got Endgame in mind. She knows what she's going to be doing, or she thinks she does. So she went and asked Mira for a fig. She gave Burgo a fig. 
so that she can hopefully find him again. Or maybe it will at least help slow down that burnout because he uses his power a lot. Um, in return, he gave her a special diamond earring that if she like puts it in her ear and like twists it a certain way, she can communicate with him. Um, and then she was also hoping that he was going to teach her a new power, but we ran out of time. So you still have the uh, that point of refresh banked up, don't you? Because you were you you were going to yes. spend it on the sun, so yes. So you, you keep the the uh, the greater refresh pool. Oh, lots of fate points. Lots of fate points. All right, Tiffany. So meanwhile, uh, Mira and Tomlin had a heart to heart and really had the uh, to find the relationship talk, I guess, and. Uh, it, as as much as she saw it coming, it was still pretty shocking for Mira to hear out loud when Tomlin sort of came came to the realization and, and admitted as such, he said, you're dangerous for me. And basically just said, you know, maybe in another life we could make, you know, a life together, but, you know, you're going your way and I'm not cut out for that. So I think this is where we part ways. And uh, so they spent their last night in this realm in separate rooms and uh, Mira's heart was broken, but she a hundred percent understood and faulted him for nothing and ride herself to sleep and woke up the next morning with the mission in mind. Um, so we made our uh, dawn requirement of um, getting to the water to get to the uh, get to the location for the ritual. Um, and we got one more sending from Kama where it was two-way this time instead of a, uh, a voice message. Hmm. Uh, Yolaka, one more sending where he was able to ask a question and get information. And the takeaway from that conversation was that the dagger is a doorway. The dagger doesn't lead to a doorway. The dagger itself is the doorway to the void. Um, so that is, I think, a key piece of that puzzle. But we got on the boat. We got to the location for the ritual. And the price to be paid was that Mira needs to believe that Tomlin died in the pyramid and that their rescue mission was unsuccessful. And so that pain and suffering that she will then bear with the blood on her hands that she understands to be true um, is, is the payment for the, the ritual to, to work, which it did. And we were flung into the shadow realm. Excellent. So with that, we ended with your little rowboat going through a going through a shadow uh us going through a shadowy tunnel very much um very much like the boat ride in Willy Wonka uh Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and it ended with you dumping out into a river of black water filled with glowing green ghostly forms and you all crash into the water with a splash on your boat 
and a ghostly green hand bursts out of the water, grabs onto the edge of your boat, and tries to pull. And you're all gripping the boat for purchase, and you can see the shadow road continuing out the other side of the river onto a pathway. And it's it's this hazy light tunnel arcing around the space around you. And it's wide enough that you've got some space to play with, but the river is washing you downstream towards a big, heavy stone bridge. And you need to get your boat across the river without getting too far out of the shadow road. And ghosts are trying to knock you over and pull you in. So. Do we have oars in the boat? You do. Yeah, you have you have oars. It's a rowboat. You okay. can, yep, how, you can row. how far exactly, well, I guess not exactly, but how far relatively are we close to the bank? You, to where we need to go. You have you are in the middle of the river, and this is we're a, in the middle. You're in the middle of it. This is a big, big river. So you've got a lot of you've got a hearty bit of rowing ahead of you. Like, are we talking like the Columbia River? Are we talking about like the Thames River? Like, how big is this river? Um, I'm gonna go. I don't actually have a good frame of reference other than the Thames. Um, or like the Snake River, or uh. I guess maybe let me ask for what is what's in my mind, and you tell me if okay. based on the distance you have in your mind if this is feasible. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> I want to um, uh, tap the staff down and um, and use the planks of the boat to transform the wood into basically a single stretch of dock that like shoots out and comes in contact with the bank and basically gives us a runway that we can oh. like hoof it. I okay, so yes, I am imagining a much wider river than that where than than that would make any sense. Um, okay, this isn't like twenty feet or less. No, this no, like... I'm imagining <laughs> like a okay, good, good, good. I see where. Okay, let me let's back so up. So like a bit. hundreds of feet. Hun yes, hundreds of feet. It's like the Thames. Okay, yes, we'll go with the Thames. Yes. Okay. Okay. So yes, you've got you've got a few hundred feet of river ahead of you. Um, you are kind of in the middle of the river. It looks awfully deep. You have no sense of how far down it goes because it's really dark. But based on the size of it, you have you can imagine it's probably a very deep river. Okay. We so, were also warned by Sarah prior to going that the water itself is dangerous. Yes. Um, so that is knowledge that we all share. So I guess no surprise that a ghost hand is coming up and trying to, uh, you know, get yes. us. Can I try to veil us really quick? So, okay. I don't know if that's going to do anything with the ghost, but. So, the, you have an, okay, so you've all just crashed into the river and the boat is on, is, is, at, is being threatened of turning over. So you have an, you have some immediate problems to deal with. And... I would like to stab the ghost hand with my dagger, not not the not the fancy dagger with the stiletto, with the Marodi stiletto. Here, uh, let's have um, let's have everyone roll fast, really quick, and just get ourselves in an order. 
So, it will be, it'll go Brendan, Aaron, River, and then Tiffany. Oh, okay. rough. So, um, yes, there is at least, there is one ghostly hand up on the boat, and then, and the river is sloshing around. You have a couple major issues that you have to solve for this challenge. I, I would like to stab the ghost hand. Okay. So go ahead and uh, go ahead and, and uh, give up. Should I reroll fast? That sounds like a. This is a brutal solution. Speed. I don't know that speed makes the difference here. Yeah, I'll take it back. Sure, go for it. I mean, like we we crashed in. I see a hand, so I instinctively go for the, the yeah dagger. yeah yeah. As I as I pictured that in my head, okay. it makes sense. Go for okay. it. Uh. Okay, that's less good. So that's going to be a three. A three. Okay. So when you hit, that is going to be a tie. So. Uh, I get a plus one to attack with fast because of my fighting style. This is less of a fight as it is overcome. This is all really in the, an overcome situation. Yeah. You're not actually taking attack actions in, in this situation. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, so you have a tie. Um, okay. So in an overcome situation, a tie is a success at a minor cost. Okay. So you can free the, uh, free the boat from the, from the grip. Um, and a cost will be that the chill of the the chill runs up through that dagger through your dagger. Oh, okay. So you can't use the dagger for a minute. Whoa, okay. Yeah, other solutions can still work. Okay, got it. Well, we gained okay, knowledge that at least these like river wraiths are corporeal. It can and be stabbed. Can be stabbed. And can be stabbed. <laughs> Okay, so you you stab in you you quickly stab your dagger down into the ghostly hand, and it it goes and and pulls its pulls its way out, and uh, a a piercing cold shoots up through uh, through the dagger um, into your hand, and you just drop the dagger on the floor of the boat for a moment because it's as it's icy cold. Okay, Aaron, it's over to you. Um, I think I'm just going to try to row really fast or someone's got to row. Someone's got to row. <laughs> and you are the uh, toughest one. Yeah, for, I was just thinking rowing. about that. <laughs> There's nobody else. <laughs> okay, so um, this is very much about powering against the river. So I think that is, I think that's probably a brutal. Unless you have another spin. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. That's a plus three. Okay. So that is going to be a tie as well. So 
let's see, an appropriate co uh, minor cost, unless you want to change the result to a solid, do something to make it a solid success. Um, yeah, let's use a fate point. Since you have plenty of Since them. Since I've got lots of fate points right now. Um, fate points to spare. Let's do lady on a mission. Okay. Determination and grit. Yep. Okay. That works. Okay. So Eleanor plows into the, into the oars and starts pushing the boat towards the, towards the bank. And you all feel yourself start, um, surging with direct, with a direction. All right. So now the river is, uh, as, as you start surging forward, um, more ghostly hands gr reach up and grab hold. And in fact, a ghostly head starts coming up and over and uh, on the front of the boat. And they don't seem to be suffering from any drag of the river or anything like that. Um, so one head pops up and then another and then another. And all three are are start actively trying to seesaw the boat and f try to capsize it as you're all pressing forward. So there is a, uh, an aspect in play of, of a rocking boat with one aspect on it. And that is going to oppose, um, that's going to, that's going to be something you have to contend with for most any action you try to do. So it's working against you. Oof, rough. Okay. Okay, so Tiffany, what is Mira going to do? Um, Mira noticed that the the ice chill that uh, caused Yolok to react um, uh, popped the idea in her brain that they might be susceptible to extreme heat. So she's going to aim the Staff of Summer Flame at the water and use her heat object stunt to basically try to like boil the water in at least their immediate vicinity to maybe shock them away so that they freak out and scram. No idea if it's going to work and the boat's made of wood. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, to mind, so here we go. <laughs> She's focusing on the water on the and <laughs> and I've used wooden spoons in boiling I'm, water, and the spoon's been fine. So we're hoping for the best. I, I promise that lighting the boat on fire will not be an outcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he said it. He said it out loud. It. Now I'm going to rule poorly, <laughs> and you can't take it back. Deal. Okay, here we go. Uh, um. Okay, so you said we're kind of doing this as create advantages and and overcomes. Is this combat technically? It's it's really it's not combat. This is distinctly okay. not combat. So if this is not combat, uh, my focus is three. My my dice are zero, so my focus is three, and my out of combat heat object stunt is plus four. So. Do yes. I boil the river? Because <laughs> that's a seven. <laughs> so you are blasting your flame into the into the river and it does sizzle and steam the physical component of the water the water itself does react to the heat does not seem to affect the ghosts so you're making a lot of steam 
but it's not actually affecting it's not actually affecting the ghosts. The chill is not elemental in nature. Our pores feel great though. <laughs> it's a very refreshing steam bath as you surge into as you surge through the water. Well, that's a bummer, but them's the brakes. But you don't light the boat on fire. <laughs> Good to know. We still might fall out of it, but at least it's not on fire. <laughs> okay, so back to the top of the round to Yolok. Right. So, um... I want to help row the boat. I want to help Eleanor. Um, and so what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to I'm, I'm imagining Eleanor currently has two oars and she's doing like the, yep. the two oars thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, relieve her of one of the oars and I'll row one and she can row the other. Sure. Sure. Uh, and so I, I'd like, I don't know how, how best to like, I think let, that. we'll let, we'll uh, let you both um, make you do your, um, do your own roles and then that, okay. but it's because, and it's both of them are contributing to, to getting you towards the, um, okay. towards the bank. So it's basically racking up multiple successes in that, in that direction. Okay. Yeah, no, makes sense. So, uh, okay. that, that will be brutal. This is a brute strength type of great, great, great. thing. Uh, okay. Oh, minus one. Oh, do you want to do anything about that? Uh, yeah, I'll re-roll it. Okay. Uh, I'll use a fate point and I will invoke, um, I'm going to invoke getting in is no problem. Like we're trying to get into the, uh, to the shadow realm. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> well, that's better. That's going to be a five. Whoa. That's way better. That's better. Enormously three, better. Three okay. pluses eight on points. the dice. Yeah, good use, of, good use of a fate point. So, yeah, all right. So, Yolok hunkers down next to Eleanor, and the two of you start rowing start hard. Start rowing in sync. Yeah, that's right. All right. So, you you definitely are you are making progress. Um, Eleanor, it is it is to you. I think I just want to keep rowing. I can't really do anything else that I feel like is going to be helpful. Okay, so you go ahead and make your roll. Four. Four. Okay, so that's a success. Um, I am going to actually spend the in one of the invokes on the, um, the on the rocking boat as one of the ghosts 
tries to grab hold of your oar while you're trying to row. So I have a question. We've got this magical lantern Mm -hmm. that's supposed to help protect us. We've also got our negative energy wards. Mm -hmm. Are those providing us anything? So the lantern... um, let we let let's talk about what the lantern about what the lantern does when you get to the other side of the bank. Okay. Um, it's not in the heat of this moment. It's, it's not, not relevant. No. Okay. Um, your negative energy wards would protect you if they start trying to like drain your life or something mm. like that. And these are ghosts, so we have just like as Yolok tried to slice them, like they're not physical. They're not. They they seem to have varying degrees of. So sometimes they seem like they can pass through stuff, but they've also, when they're physically grabbing something, they it seems like that you can, in, if they're interacting with you, you can interact with them back in that moment. So the act of them becoming physical enough to grab the boat or something, they are physical enough to be, you know, stabbed. But you've also, you have seen moments where the ore just passes right through one. So I couldn't transform them? Probably not. Okay. Yeah. That is a very... Yeah. While I'm rowing... Okay, so they're going to use their fate point against us? Yes, so that is a... That is... um, That will push the difficulty up to a five. So you are currently now failing. That was pretty crappy of them. (laughs) Okay. Um... And so did they use that rocking boat aspect or do yes. we have that? That that is a that is a yeah, that is an opposing aspect. So they of, used it. Yes. Ugh. This is because I have all those fate points. <laughs> well, if it's any consolation, I don't have all those fate points and I just spent one. Well, it's probably good you did. <laughs> okay, um, I really want to try to veil us, but I don't think I can do that while I'm rowing. Mm, well, so you've already done your act. You, you've done your action right now. The question is, are you now? You could invoke one of your magical aspects of some. If there's some way that like you, your magic might make a bit of a nudge in the circumstance, but you can't start an entirely new action. Yeah, I don't think it's going to. Okay. Um, no, I'm gonna invoke my thirsty. Burgo said not to. Well, he, I guess he did say use it, but he also said don't use it. Okay, I need to use it. I need to use a box of thirsty. Okay. So that's going to give me a plus two in heroic scale. Yeah, that boosts you up quite a bit. So that that'll turn you into a. So win. as I'm rowing, I can feel it, and I'm like, no, no, and then I just give in and <laughs> use that brute force. So Eleanor vamps out, Ugh. and uh, her eyes are glowing, and her features sharpen, and her fa- you can see her gritting her teeth, and the fangs are are overlapping, and she starts uh, she uh, shakes off the ghost, and it flies out into the water and dives in. Wait, there was a ghost grabbing me? Yeah, that's what that's what I was. The invoke I used against you was basically a ghost trying to crawl up on the oar. And oh, on the oar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and uh, you keep pressing forward. Well done. You guys are making. You are making good progress through the through the uh, the river, and it feels like there is 
you you are you feel like the the uh the end is in sight okay so now um the the uh you've still got a couple ghosts hanging that are hanging on pretty aggressively and still trying to seesaw the boat um and then uh as you are uh pushing forward there's a surge in the water of like a wave that shouldn't have been there and it actually crashes up over the edge of the boat and icy freezing cold water washes into the floor of the boat and it's just filled with grasping ghostly nastiness up around your shins and around your 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 you know bottoms when you're where you're sitting and when the water hits, it is wretchedly cold. None of you have ever felt this kind of deep, bone-chilling cold before. And um, so now there's a uh, now there's a new aspect of we'll call it frigid waterlogged. That's a terrible phrasing, but you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, so. Um, and so now that is also working against you. So that has a, that'll has one aspect or what? Yeah. One aspect with one invoke. Tiffany to you. So with this much vampy, bamfy throwing yeah. now, how close to the bank are we? You, how much distance do we have to close? You are, you are close enough now that you think you could, you could, your original idea is something that could be, could be done. Okay. Cause I'm definitely doing something with the boat and I'm deciding if I want to, um, make the oars bigger so they go faster or shore up the defenses on the hull, or if we just want to transform the boat into a dock and run. <laughs> Based on the distance, which of those seems most feasible? So, um, improving the boat is easy. Doing the, 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 like, transforming the wood to, like, stretch it and extend it out and give yourself something to, to let you all, like, anchor against and run on. Doable, harder, much harder. Um, hmm. I'm going to call that one a five compared to the other ones being Ooh. a three. But that one would basically be a double a double point success. That's a very good so that's a very powerful solution, but it's hard. Ooh. But I like go where big, you're thinking. Go big or go home, or do we risk another round and possibly end up in the water that we now know to be cold? Oh, you go you go big. You think we go for the runway? Do you think we transform this boat into a dock? No fear. Can we run? Ch Channel Tom. Oh, Lord. All right. Let's see. <laughs> sure. All right. We're going to transform the boat into a dock. We're going to anchor it to the bank and run. Here we go. No. No, that's not good. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's a one. Oh, that's a bad failure that's a catastrophic failure that is that's a catastrophic not good. failure the market lights on fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah um 
I mean, I've already, as we decided, I, I can't just go back and do a new action and do never mind bigger ores. Um, we're doing this, so um, I'm gonna re-roll using okay. a fate point. Yep, yep. Get it, girl. And uh, yeah, I've got Tomlin's blood on my hands, and I, if if we end up drowning in this water, all of this would have been for nothing. So here mm. we go. Not better. Oh. That's a zero. Oh. No. Oh. That is a negative three on the dice. Care oh. to care to try again? Oh, that's my last fade point, and we're not even oh. on the road yet. Do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> okay. Point of order. Did we get a refresh you upon entering a fresh a, new realm? You did not get a refresh. Um, <laughs> That's why it was so important that we went to sleep. Decisions were made. Yep. Some would say mistakes you, you were made. You didn't get a refresh and no, Eleanor didn't power. get a new power. All right. So... Which would be a worse penalty? Not having any fate points or failing this roll? Like not so, having any fate points going forward so and no guarantee this works. If you you can always get so more fate points. If you don't use the fate point, well, no, if, if you, hold on a second. If you don't use it, one of us is going to have to use more fate points because we're all yeah, going to be in water. So it's just yeah. going to be a the, lot more fate points. The, the, all right, the, let's try again. Third time's a charm. Here we go. Do it. Okay. Do it. What aspect do are it. you doing this time? Um, cheerleading kobold. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going with um my uh horticulture for higher herbalist hobbyist. I grow trees. That's what I do. This is my. I can. Okay. I can make thing. I can make wood extend in the direction I want it. <laughs> and right. so, turning a boat into a dock is like rowing it, and that's a well-trained muscle. That's Here we go. frequently what arborists say. <laughs> Here we go. That's better. That's a uh, well. I didn't even announce what I'm rolling with is the thing. So I've got at least, I've got one on the dice. Is this by any we've, chance focus? We've been saying focus. We've been, okay. yeah, I assume. I'm just making focus. sure because yeah. I thought, I mean, this is like, I'm looking at the distance. I've, you know. Yep. Yeah. So if I'm rolling with focus, that's a four. Okay. That is still not a five. I was going to say, it still doesn't matter. Four is not five. So um, I am going to use the uh the uh, the invoke on the icy waterlogged boat um as the as the ghosts are washing around your feet you feel cold hands crawl crawling up your legs and it is uh it is uh distracting and terrifying and breaking your focus more and so that's going to um counter the difficulty or add two more to the difficulty so you're at full-on full-on failure of the of the boat transforming mid-process mm. well that's bad 
because <laughs> I have no pain points anymore. So don't we have a carpet? We got a magic carpet. Let's let's get on that magic carpet and boogie. That that might be a sol that might be a solution. Um, so abandon ship. The carpet is <laughs> wet though. <laughs> so the boat as as Mira st Mira plants herself with her staff, and you see the boat start flattening out and extending and reaching. Yo, look, and I are just paddling still, rolling. And then you see the ghostly body start crawling <laughs> up her legs, and she panics, and the spell doesn't complete. So the boat is flattening itself out and stretching forward, and it never oh, makes no. the reach. So now instead of being on a boat, you're now on a raft. raft. Nice. So, and the ghosts can probably climb up oh, that way. They have oh, easy no. access oh, to no. you now. Oh no! So <laughs> you are not. So yeah, you are. You are no longer. You're not in the water. You're not. This didn't dump you oh. in the in the river completely. How far from the shore are we? You are close. You need two okay. more successes on forward on pro on forward progress okay. to get there could i could i try to do a teamwork maneuver with uh um uh with eleanor it's gonna require both of us kind of simultaneously but since we go back to back in yeah the order, okay i here's here's what i propose okay uh it, so so the the boat turns into a raft and i think we both sort of look at each other and realize that we're not going to make it if we keep rowing, right? Yep. The waters, we're going to get waterlogged. We're going to get skeletoned. Like it's just going to be bad. Yep. So um, we've also established that I carry with me uh, a, a bunch of rope. Sure. Uh, and so I propose that I lash a bunch of rope around uh, myself and the other end of the rope to Eleanor and have uh, Eleanor toss me as far as she can. <laughs> and then I will pull her and the raft towards the shoreline. Is that doable? Are we close enough? I guess I can use my vampiric power. That, that will be a, that, that will be a, that, so that will be a, Difficulty five. I much like what Tiffany just tried to do. This is a high risk move. If you pull this off, we will uh, we will uh, call that a success. So, when is it two difficulty fives? No. What what I'm going to propose is <clears throat> is a let's do this as a teamwork role where Yolak basically teamworks gives her a, an extra automatic plus boost. one. It's an automatic guaranteed plus one. And you're rolling. Yeah, because I'd be doing the throw. You're doing the throw. And then, so the real the real question is, can you throw Yolok to the other side? Right. Once Once he gets oh. there, I think we can say that, that, that him pulling you all forward makes a fair bit of sense. So, okay. um, sure. that is the key. But it's going to be a difficulty five. Let's do it. Okay, can I? So it is my turn right now right okay if you're going to like... give if you want to give her the teamwork now the another thing you could do is you could create advantage instead which gives her so, a plus 
two, but you have to roll for it. So what I would like to do is I would like to use my stunt, Lightning Wits, which is once per scene on my turn, without taking an action, create a new scene aspect with one free invoke. Yep. So that so I will be uh, helping Eleanor and granting her a plus one and adding a scene aspect with one free invoke that she can use in order to meet her uh, plus five roll. Okay, what is the aspect? Right, I was uh, thinking about that sort of... Uh, I, I think the aspect would be something like nobody tosses a kobold or something like that. Uh, or alternatively, it could be um, desperate times call for desperate measures. Uh, and as as we're sort of, you know, on this literal sinking ship, we have to come up with really creative solutions like throwing each other. Okay. All right. Make it so. Okay. Thus, thus is it is. So, uh, Eleanor, you have a plus three for me now. And you have a kobold on a rope. Sweet. A kobold on a rope. Actually, can we make that the aspect? That's Let's a do that. Aspect, Let's kobold it? on a rope feels better, yes. Kobold on a rope. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time that Yolok has been swinging That's around. That's true. The, <laughs> the last time he did it, he killed Lady Alashra. So, so far, pretty good track record. Yeah. All right, you have a All kobold right. on a rope. Toss okay. me, Eleanor. Toss me to shore, and I'll pull you in. So I'm going to... Eleanor's going to kind of grip the end of the rope with Yolok. She's going to kind of toss him behind her and do a wind-up. And then... Oh! oh like, a, like a hammer throw? Kind of, yeah! yeah. Like the perfect cast! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is this going to be brutal? This is, this is definitely brutal. So brutal. And it's just going to be a five? Just a five? But you can... have a plus three. Oh yeah, my brutal's plus three. I like, mean, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm spending a GM fate point on the well, uh, naturally. on the naturally. ghostly waterlogged. Like that's uh, that's just happening. So you're now dealing yeah. with a seven. We're just going to tell you that right away. Okay, so that's a zero on the dice. So I've got a six right now. So uh -huh. between my three brutal and my three kobold on a rope. Okay, you need. One more to tie. Okay, so you use that fate point. Use my how how okay, are you, so you using have that? Used the fate like, you, like, describe what? it for us. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. So <laughs> while you are... <laughs> so you swing your luck back in you as you're winding up for your toss. You, feel, you see several ghosts starting to crawl up your legs. And it saps the energy from your le from your legs, which is where your anchor and your power comes from. You have to, so it's going to be doubly hard for you to pull this off against against the ghostly grips. Oh, and one grabs onto Yolok too, just for good measure. Nice. It's really cold. Okay, um, I'm going to use another box of thirsty. Okay. I have five boxes, by the way, guys. So I've used. One, so this is my second one. Okay. Um, so that's going to give me a plus two as I start to climb up. 
I feel them. Mm -hmm. And I again tap into that dark place, but from that dark place, I get my strength. Tons and I like kick them off, I guess, as best that I can. Um, and then assume my position. Mm -hmm. I look at Yolok, like, you ready? And I just. <laughs> Yolok sails through the air and lands on the bank on the other side and briefest moment you're still in the water and you feel a foot uh, uh, something grab your hand and you skitter out of it onto the dry bank and you're a you start pulling on the rope Eleanor and Mira you both are on the raft and you suddenly feel him pulling pulling you and for a brief moment Eleanor you get pulled forward and you all you it threatens to pull you into the 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 river but you're able to kind of drop down to your knees grip the boat so that the boat goes along with you and it is cold you feel your hands and your knees because you're kind of on your hands and knees on the boat all your everything is just freezing and you feel ghosts grabbing you as they get left behind as you pull through the water mira um one you you feel one um actually grabbing your arms and it pulls you down onto your belly on the raft so you're in the water and it's like washing up onto your face and it you you pretty sure there's a, a ghostly face near your heads kind of howling in your ear and then it gets washed away behind you and next thing you know you hit the bank and you both pull forward from the momentum and you hit the you hit the 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 last bit of water on the beach and you sort of roll your way onto the sandy bank and everyone's just kind of lying there panting and but the water stays in the river and the ghosts stay there with it. You're all freezing cold. But you are okay. <gasps> Mira, could you try that warming maneuver one more time? I'm having difficulty uh, recovering from that water. I'll try. Um, I I worry now that we've reached safety. If we ignite a campfire or something, this would be... This was the first rule, which was sources of light in the Shadow Realm make you a target. Um, should, should I... Yes. I, I just grab a bunch of sticks and whatever sort of natural detritus I can. I just make like a small fire that we can huddle around and, and um, conceal with our bodies. I am I kind of gathering our supplies and making like kind of wringing the carpet out, <laughs> just making sure everything's okay because we need our supplies. Yeah. You, you were able to keep your supplies. I think we need to take this moment uh, and gather our thoughts and steal ourselves for the journey to come. So, as you have a minute now, um, who is holding, where is the lantern? I think the lantern was on Mira's staff when you came through, right? 
Yeah, so I still don't yeah. okay. So you have the lantern. So yes. the lantern casts a dim silvery glow um around uh around you in a in a, a radius of uh about um twenty feet in either direction. Um so you have a nice little circle of safety around you. As you look around the you see a world that is muted. All of the colors it's not like it's not just like nighttime when when colors kind of get muted in the night. You can everything is you can tell that the natural colors of everything around you is just grayer, duller, not but not less alive. There is um you are you are headed in the the shadow road stretches ahead of you and it cuts through a terrain of that is somewhat reminiscent of the land you were in. It's rocky, it's sandy, but there's a lot more vegetation here than there was there. Um maybe because of the enormous river cutting through the area. But there are lots of scrubby plant life around around the riverbanks there's a lot of there's a fair bit of trees but those end fairly quickly once you get past the riverbank and when you look up in the sky it's this like you can see little pinpricks of starlight but the sky instead of being that deep um that deep dark bluish midnight sky um it is a dark charcoal gray and there's a slight lighting difference as the day start as the day begins because it was dawn when you came through and as you sort of gather your your gather yourselves things lighten but there's no sun the sky starts lightening from this deep charcoal gray to a a pale light gray and the star the starlight twinkles disappear and the sky is just this pale gray there are clouds there seems to be weather but there's no sun and there's no direct source of light so there's no like the shadows don't shift and move there's just this general sense of light coming directly down and even as things get brighter it never gets very bright it's always dim and within your little orb of your lantern everything feels a little more normal if you ever move to the edge of that light 
you suddenly feel not cold, but it starts feeling empty. So unless you go explore more and actually spend time outside of it, we're not going to dive into it much, but you feel a difference when you get to the edge of the light of the lantern. I'm sure glad we have this thing. Golly. Um, so sorry, you said it's a 20 foot radius or 20 foot diameter? Radius. Okay. Yeah. And is it perceptible only by us because we are it like we are attuned to it or no, we have it is like, like it, we're it in is possession it's every, everybody can see it yep just like a lantern now here so okay. here's the thing um let's talk about the lanterns a little bit more so the uh if you if you go outside of the outside of the lantern it's not an immediate i'm going to fall into into shadow sickness it's actually it's called shadow corruption but if you um so if, that that sounds like a bad thing that's it's a bad thing um <laughs> it, it, it's a it but it doesn't happen instantly if you were here without the lantern you would succumb to the shadow corruption over time the lantern protects you from that if you step out of it briefly you're you're gonna be okay but you should avoid peer long periods away from your protective light. It sounds to me like someone should be responsible for this lantern. Probably. And do, do those who are native to the shadow realm, are they repelled by it? Or does it, like, just as we are sort of protected by it, do they avoid it? Like, would local flora and fauna try to avoid this source of light? Well, do we or is it that? light you, and there now it's a target? Yeah, you don't, you don't know yet. You don't know yet. Initial, initial, uh, I will say for Mira, um, initial observations is that the little bit um, of life that you're seeing right now, you're not actually seeing any small animals. Uh, you are seeing a few like insects or other small life. They don't seem bothered by it, but not sure if they if the same rules would apply to larger forms. But you're not, Got you're it. also not seeing as much life as one might, as you might expect in terms of animal life. Okay. So it's not like moth to a flame kind of stuff where it's like, we turned on our lantern and like everything came out and it's like now coming towards us. So, okay, that's good to know. Not yet. <laughs> telling um okay well we know where we have to go so you take a little time you set you start a fire you warm up you recover from that ordeal and that that was an ordeal you have a little time to recover and do you want to actually make a camp give your guy give yourselves a solid rest like over like over the day kind of thing and we'll do a refresh or do you want to get on your way well let's i mean could could we maybe take a second and talk about sort of what the overall sure. objective is here? yes because there, there was a time crunch to get here quickly 
because you know we could only get in at either sunrise or sunset yes so when the where we were on the calendar is that you had two weeks left as of yesterday you had two weeks left on the timetable okay. now there are some dangerous unknowns here that is two weeks of time in the in the physical realm you don't you know that the shadow road lets you travel much faster than normal overland travel you still don't know how long it will take you And time between the Shadow Realm and the Physical Realm is notoriously slippery. Like, is it slippery in both directions, or is it that time passes slower in the Shadow Realm or faster in the Shadow it Realm? It is slippery and slippery in both directions. Time and space are slippery between these two worlds. So you don't know how long it's going to take or how much you have but it's known to be dramatically faster traveling in the shadow on a shadow road and um where precisely are we trying to get so you are heading to an island called shibai on the far southeast end of midgard so it is uh entirely on the other side of the maroti empire in the middle of the White Sea. The reason you're going to Shabai is that is the anchor point where the Oasis reliably will return in two weeks. Do we know specifically where in Shabai or just like in Shabai somewhere? It's in Shabai somewhere and um, it is, you reason to believe it's, it's on the other end of this. And Shabai is not that large of a place either so okay so that is the destination by foot if we were to walk from perbestet to malmet and then take the lotus road to shibai how long would that take um probably two months two months okay yeah so it's a long ways okay and, and so we're definitely shaving off like at least 25 percent of that oh more like, this is this is going to take this you would expect this to take you know week or you know less than two okay. weeks you have every reason to believe you can get there in time you just don't there's there's a bit of slipperiness i'm starting to okay. understand why kojima stayed home Oh yeah. <laughs> For a normal person, this is a yeah, this is not a doable trip for Kojima. No. You all are not the typical you are not typical Level tens. people. Oh my gosh. With heroes. <laughs> it took us most of our fate points just to get out of the water. I know. Just to go to the bank. All right. So the question of do we camp and recoup I, and spend more time in a brand new dangerous place? Or do we go 
guns blazing into the dangerous place and not rest. Well, so I thought that I, I definitely slept. I did not get a power because I slept. So I am ready to go. So I'm going to say, let's go. Yeah, I think let's go forward. I okay. think you slept too. I think Yolaxilium hasn't slept. So if Yolax yeah, tired. The reason, well, yeah, the reason that I didn't sleep was because I was like losing control. Yeah. yeah. So is Yolax still like feeling like that? Oh, right. Yes, Yolak. How's Yolak feeling? Yeah, so Yolak, as you have a little time, sit, you're sitting by the fire. And, and and there's just a little bit of kind of peace and quiet. Doing and a body scan. Yeah. You have a little <laughs> chance to kind of take inventory of yourself. And you realize that the, the voices and the presence of the void seems much more distant here. Mm. Like I, I definitely, while we're warming by by the fire, I share that detail yeah. with Eleanor and Mira for it, sure. <laughs> as you sudden, as you're sitting there and like you're freezing cold, so you're sh like you're like trying to warm up, and yet, despite the physical pain that you're dealing with from that experience, you feel mentally clearer than you have since you plunge the dagger into Mesh Kenneth. You, you have a clarity of mind that you haven't felt in weeks. Or I guess what, a week-ish, something like that. Two weeks. It's been a little bit, but yeah. It's, it's one of those things like you didn't realize how bad it felt until you suddenly feel less of it. And it's a relief. So even though your body is like, aching and cold and tired because you didn't sleep and you just got frozen in the river you actually feel better than you have in a while eleanor and mira i understand that leaving quickly was not ideal for either of you but you have to understand that i was losing myself while we were waiting and you should know that here in the Shadow Road, I feel more in control than I've felt since, well, since I got the dagger, really. And at least for now, I don't think there's any risk of losing myself the same way that I did in Hormel. Do you still hear any of their voices or see anything? You do. It's muted. I hear them, but they are a distant murmur instead of a pressing chorus. Can we... may I see the dagger? I'm just curious, like, if it looks different, or... Of course. And I unsheath the dagger. Yeah. Does, it, does it look different? It does not look any different. And in fact, when he pulls it out, it is, um, it is still very hard to, to look at. Like it, it, it does weird stuff to your, 
your eyes and your brain when you when you stare at it for more than like a moment at a time. Mm-hmm. And in Yolak, as as you hold it out, like it definitely amplifies um when you're focusing on it. Um so it is definitely still a power and it is definitely still um a thing you have to deal with, but it is much easier here than it was. I wonder what would happen if you put the dagger in the water. I kind of want to know too. Do it! <laughs> Your luck. Do you think this dagger would have killed those ghosts? I know in the moment we didn't have time, but what do you think would happen? Eleanor, I believe this dagger can kill anything. But... I believe with every soul that it takes, I will lose some of my own. But you said you, you just said you felt better. I do. For now, I imagine he doesn't expect to live out the remainder of his existence in the Shadow Realm. What happens when he goes back topside? If we make it out. We hope that's why we came here in the first place. This is not the final destination. I think Mira's tending the fire. (laughs) I am curious. I am curious, though, Eleanor, if the spirits in the water would react to the spirits that are kept inside the dagger. They are already spirits. They're already dead. If they are spirits, we don't know what they are, honestly. What could it, what could it hurt? Mira, could you bring the lantern over here? And, uh, and I, I walk towards the water, assuming Mira is following, because I don't want to go outside that mm-hmm. sort of 20 foot bubble. Uh, <laughs> And, she's, uh, and she's I'm like, like a real... I'm like holding the dagger out in front, like a like a like a flashlight or something, just <laughs> okay. to see if anything starts to change. Nothing. Do I feel anything different? Nothing yet. Okay. So as uh, you're holding, approach... nothing feels different as you hold it towards the river. Okay, so we approach the river, and I uh, like I don't plunge it into the river a little bit. I just kind of like poke it with the <laughs> with I poke the, the river with right? my sword <laughs> I, I just poke it a little bit I just poke <laughs> the river a little bit it's like a cake tester you just kind of like stick it yeah. in pull it out see if it looks any different <laughs> so with a with a brief with a little brief kind of poke nothing particularly happens can he see okay. like the like are the ghostly people there um as you approach the water Yolak. Um, so, as in order for you to get close to the river, you are, or in order for you to poke into the river, as you move close to it, they you do start seeing spirits sort of approach you, but they don't seem to be reacting to the dagger and the little touches in the water. Nothing particularly happens. Okay, so that's they're, but they're that's just with a light little touch. Like I feel like I don't have much time, so. I, I quickly give it like a dunk, like a full on yeah. dunk, and pull it out. 
So you plunge it in and for the first moment, nothing happens. And then right as you're about to pull it out, something happens. So ah. you, <laughs> it feels in your brain like all the souls in the dagger, like it, imagine a big giant glass wall and all of the spirits on one side of the from the dagger and all the spirits from the river all simultaneously crash against the wall and start screaming at each other. Oh. Oh. All right, I pull the dagger out. And you, <laughs> pull it out. you fall back on your butt on the river bank and your head is ringing. Oops. <laughs> Uh, and they are still screaming on the inside of the dagger, and it hurts. All right, I sheath the dagger immediately. <laughs> I put it away, and I back up from the uh, from the river. The river push almost surges out a little after you, but then doesn't doesn't come any. <laughs> I'm further. like I'm like imagining a giant school of fish that are yes. kind of like yes. roiling at the surface. Kind that of is exactly what it's like, except ghosts. I feel like cool. that scene would play out so well in an anime. Oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> that nice, comforting quiet you enjoyed for about five seconds went <laughs> straight back into migraine mode. <laughs> I suspect... It will return. Good thing you didn't fall in the water. <laughs> For real, right? <laughs> hmm, that I, is interesting. Uh, I, I think it is an experiment worth performing under these relatively safe conditions. Because now we know just how dangerous these waters can be, not only to ourselves, but... To all of the souls trapped inside the dagger. Yes. What would happen? They were all unleashed. <laughs> so, this is a good time to maybe to uh, bring your attention to the Shadow Road itself. So, yeah. Imagine, if you will, a large kind of semi circular tunnel. Um, that is not harshly defined, but rather is a a hazy a hazy plane that sort of surrounds you and and projects forward and it feels like there is you see little streaks of emotion in that haze, and you can see on the other side it's not like an opaque thick barrier or anything like that. But, um, it is, you have a, there, while you're on the road, there's a definite sense of direction and momentum, um, pulling, not pulling, but, you know, easing you towards the direction of your, of that the road goes. And you feel like you could very easily step out of it. You can see stuff that's on the other side. Um, it doesn't seem like it's a barrier in any way. So that's, that's what the road itself sort of looks like. And you can see the road stretching in the distance as, and, uh, till, till the view obscures as the terrain curves and moves. 
So it's like the what what is the what is it in Finding Nemo where the, the thing the turtles ride is the EOC where oh, it's like EOC the East Australian Current. That's uh, a so great kind of, analogy. So it's like it doesn't have defined barriers, but you can kind of follow its path and get in and out as you choose. Yes. Oh, welcome to the EAC. <laughs> so, um, are you all ready to head out? Yeah, I think we stamp out the fire, stamp out our little our little uh, bonfire, and and uh, hit the road. Ooh, it's also notable that while the fire did warm you, it didn't. Um, have the same it was definitely muted compared to what you've done at home it was harder to get warm and it just uh, like the light of the fire was it was still fire it still burned but it was less it was weaker it was fainter could we just for future reference extrapolate that let's say I'm thinking about this in terms of color and like saturation. Mm -hmm. So let's say the fire was at like 50% saturation. Mm -hmm. So a fire twice as big would do, like if we had made a bigger fire, let's say it would have done the regular amount of warming or is it just like everything is powered down and we can't hope to experience the same amount of power that we had topside? That, yes, everything, it seems like everything that related to kind of light and heat is just muted okay. here. It has to just work that much harder. But it's also, as you kind of stamp out the fire, and you kind of have a moment to just see the space around you. It's also peaceful. It's quiet. It's still. At least for here. All right. So you you head on the road. And as you start moving on the road, you start feeling that momentum. And you don't feel like you're walking any faster. And you, you and as you're walking, one foot goes in front of the other like normal, and you feel like you're clear you're clearing distance normally. And yet the space outside of the, as you look at the, if you kind of look beyond the shadow road to the sides, you are cover, it's, you can tell that you're covering more distance relative to the outside of the shadow road compared to being on it. So even though you're, it doesn't look like you're eating up extra space, you, you definitely are leaving behind the terrain outside the wall, the shadow road faster. Is it sort of like being on one of the people movers at the airport? Absolutely. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I was like, what is that yeah. thing called? Like the moving sidewalk, the flat escalator. Yes. Your foot, your footfall still, your stride is still the same length and speed, but you're covering extra distance in the, in the okay. movement of it. And again, everything's hazy outside the, outside of the road. So like you can, it's, it, you can't see super details, but like you definitely get that sense of it. It would be nice if we can keep moving, like, if two of us are walking with the carpet and somebody else, like, sleeps on the carpet while it's kind of floating along, and then we, like, take turns, like, shifts, so that we can just, like, move as fast as possible. We don't necessarily need to stop in camp. 
kind of like like resting your spare driver on a road trip. They yeah. get to take the back seat and nap and take their that's, shift. That's actually a great, great, great idea. That's a very good idea. I think we should try that. See see how far it gets us. Yeah. Uh, may I volunteer to be the first to rest? Yes, Yolak. That is what I was thinking. Yolak needs to be at full strength, yeah. I'm sure, for what we have ahead. Yeah. I'm also very curious to see if his dreams are uh, normal or bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, sure. So you pull out your carpet. This wonderful companion. Oh, the poor little carpet's been... He got wrung oh. out because it was all waterlogged. It gives itself a little uh, a little extra shake. And, uh, oh, dirt by the fire, it spent a while sort of ver- suspended vertically <laughs> with the occasional shake to kind of <laughs> rinse some stuff out. Um, so yeah, it's it's still damp but functional. Um, so it it. Um... I would also assume we have all of our supplies on it with the person resting, so we don't have to carry anything. Sure, that seems like a plan. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, you, the carpet kind of lays itself out. Put your supplies on it. Yolok climbs on. It's a little unnerving, Yolak, to kind of, but after after a little while, you can probably get yourself to to sleep. So you you are so tired that you fall asleep, and you actually again, it's not by your old standards. It's not a good sleep. It's still, you still feel like there's little stuff happening at the edges of your dreams. Little bits of weirdness here and there. A face that shouldn't be there or feeling of being watched or weird murmurings going on. But nothing nothing aggressively interposing itself into your sleep. And you have the best sleep you've had since you picked up the dagger. Okay. Great. Still not good by your old standards, but much better than you've had in weeks. Sounds good. So, Yolok sleep is uh, crashing out on the carpet. As we're walking, Eleanor wants to just kind of play with her earring, her like little walkie-talkie yeah, yeah. earring, and just see if it works. It does not. In fact, when you try to do it, there's this like little bit of a little bit of a staticky sh- mm. sh- staticky scratchy shriek sound of like it, it like it's definitely not working okay yeah all right so as you're walking the terrain starts shifting from where you've been where it was like very rocky scrubby quite reminiscent of uh, a lot of the Nuria landscape, and it starts shifting into a. It it, it feels like the road is pa- uh, passes into either an a an oasis or some sort of more um, 
jungly type of thing. You're suddenly seeing um, lots of trees starting to sprout up. And um, you actually can hear the sound of, of a stream running somewhere. Um, and the, the, the shadow road itself isn't a perfect trail. So it, uh, it doesn't, uh, even though there's always place to walk, it's not always a big, wide, flat cartway or anything like that. So you are starting to actually see the real, you know, real changes in the terrain. So you're now walking through, uh, after a few hours of walking, you're passing through what looks like a lush, um, gray green, um, uh, foresty landscape. And Mira, you notice your first kind of views of animal life still feels like less than there should be, but you actually spot a snake in the branches of a tree. Um, and the snake was, is colored to kind of blend in nicely to its surroundings, just like snakes typically are. But that means it's got a much grayer pattern and it has spines running all the way down its, its back. This little pokey ridge of spines. And it just sort of watches you and then goes, and then goes about its business. Watches us. Briefly. Like eye contact or just, just sort of like aware of our presence? Aware of your presence, but it lingers. Okay. Mira kind of just like looking, looking around. She's seeing kind of the, the growth increase and she's kind of like uh, kind of exactly what she thought she was going to feel which is like oh goody there's signs of life around here oh yeah that's right oh this is corrupted and weird like <laughs> she gets her hopes up and then she, it's all dashed when she realizes that it's just like a degree or two off mm -hmm. safe there's a moment where a little um a little mouse-like rodent runs out onto the road um and kind of like a kind of like a kangaroo mouse type of thing and uh it 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 stops grabs a little something on the road looks at you and it you realize its head and eyes are far larger than it feels like it should be for its body like its head is all eyes these huge flat eyes and it just looks at you for a moment and then goes and then runs off the road with its little seed or nut or whatever it grabbed um, but its eyes were way bigger than they should have been. Well, with the limited access to light, that's kind of like, you know, yeah. deep sea fish kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so you have not yet seen any like large game or anything like that, but you're also on a pathway that's probably, you know, not terribly, not terribly surprising. I wonder if I should veil us or glamour us or if it matters so far it doesn't seem to matter it seems like anyone who is 
aware of made aware of our presence is fairly innocuous. Okay. Yeah. So you are continuing to continuing on your walk, and so how long are you going to let Yolak rest before you swap shifts? I would think like a good solid chunk, like four or five hours. Yeah, maybe until we have to like recharge for a meal. Yeah. Because like, he didn't get any you know, sleep. An... Okay. So you let's we'll call it like five ish hours. You guys have a good a good walk. And you uh so okay, so you're taking kind of a meal break is when you kind of stop change the Yeah, Yolak's gotta eat, you know. Yeah. Totally. Okay, too, cool. so, yeah. so you all are sitting uh you're you're sitting on the on the path uh so how do you want to do lunch how do you want to do your meal are you sitting on the path are you going to move off to the side of of towards the edge of the shadow road how do you are you sitting right in the middle of it i think we kind of like we stay on the road but kind of move over to the side okay. you're able yeah, to find I think a spot we stay, with a large we stay on rock. the road because I think we stay on the road because we don't want to screw up the time passage. Because if we take, you know, five minutes for a sandwich on the road, it'll be way different than if we <laughs> go out of the tunnel and then we, you know, end up spending five hours on a sandwich. Mm -hmm. um, but that way, at least we can also keep our head on a swivel and we can duck out into the woods if we need to, if like something comes upon the road. That... Yeah. So you, uh, you're able to find a decent spot with a, a large, a large rock and a fallen tree um, on its side. So you've kind of got a little, some spots to sit and kind of ma makes a, makes a natural spot to kind of sit and rest on. Um, and suddenly you hear, you notice that everything goes as quiet as it has been before. It goes dead silent. And the air feels still, like almost even the breeze is afraid to move. And then you hear a single pair of foot of running footfalls coming your direction from ahead of you. And you hear a gasping breathing. And around a corner of the trail comes what looks like some sort of goblin. You've none of you have seen too many of them, and it's different than than a bit different than what you've heard, but it still seems kind of like a goblin, small wide head, large, pointy ears, big, toothy mouth, large, oversized feet for its body, and it's running, panicked, looking behind it. And it sees you up ahead, and it pumps its arm, like gesturing to go, go, it's coming! It's coming! And then in the distance, you hear a hunting horn. <laughs> and you hear a distant, tromping, 
galloping hooves coming your way. And the horn rings out again, and the goblin turns and keeps running, terrified. Thank you.